Hey everybody, welcome back to Investing with Wesley. You know, in all my videos, I try and give you my opinions on where I think we're heading as a market and as an economy. And in the, major and in the majority of my videos, I talk to you about recessions, depressions, the SOFA rate causing a derivatives crash. I talk a lot of doom and gloom. And while in today's episode, I don't necessarily have positive news, I don't have into the world doom and gloom news either. Today, I wanna to give you an update on my opinions on where we are as an economy, what we're going into and what comes after that. So with that being said, let's get into it. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Where do I think we're heading as an economy? And I think that we're heading into a phase of stagflation. So for those of you that may not know, stagflation is a combination of high inflation with little to no growth in the GDP or the economy as a whole. Now as a country, the last time we saw a significant era of stagflation was in the 70s. Now also in the 70s is where we saw some of our record growths in the stock market itself. So what's the deal? How come stagflation, which sounds like a scary thing, caused a 20 plus percent gain in the market back in the 70s? Well, the truth is that that 20% gain isn't real gain. Now, yes, 20% is 20%, but when you also factor for inflation, that 20% gain in the 70s is really more like a 7% gain. Now, the reason I think we're heading towards another era of stagflation is because the Federal Reserve and the government cannot fight unemployment and inflation at the same time. Typically, when they want to fight the unemployment rate, inflation goes up. And when they want to fight against inflation, unemployment goes up. Hardly ever can they successfully fight off both at the exact same time. And we already see ourselves in a very high inflationary environment right now. Now, because for at least right now, the unemployment rate really isn't that bad. But inflation is expected to rise drastically within the upcoming years. So it'd be extremely logical to think that the Federal Reserve and the US government are going to have to step in and fight against this inflation. Now, obviously one of the primary methods that the Federal Reserve uses to fight off inflation and to lower it back down to reasonable levels is to raise interest rates. But the problem is the US businesses and the everyday consumer are extremely over leveraged with debt. And it's only gotten worse ever since the pandemic. If before we thought we were over leveraged and in a massive debt bubble, it is probably three to four times bigger now than it was back then. So whether it's businesses, the US government itself, or the average everyday consumer, anyone that is holding a variable interest rate product, whether it's a mortgage, credit card, it doesn't matter. Anyone that has an interest rate that has a variable rate to it is going to see that interest rate increase as the federal rate increases along with it. Now it goes without saying that if more money has to go to paying people's debts and paying people's bills, then less money goes into profit to reinvest into businesses. This causes people to get laid off, businesses to conserve their money, and it also causes us to constrict the GDP growth that we have of our nation. So at this phase, we have extremely high inflation that we're actively trying to fight by lowering it down and increasing interest rates. But by doing that, we're also slumping the economy's growth as a whole and potentially laying off people so that businesses can hold onto their cash to afford the higher interest debts they have to pay. Now, once this happens, we would effectively go into phase two of stagflation. We would still have high inflation rates, but now we would also have high unemployment and a low GDP growth. Now, when this happens, the government really only has two different ways they can react. Now, the first option they have is to let the market be and to let it do its thing. And although this is what our country and our economy desperately needs, I don't think this will happen. Aside from the obvious things happening, like people losing jobs, being out of work, and needing to go on government assistance, there's also the political factor involved. 
If the unemployment rate goes up and the government does nothing to stop it or to help these people and to help businesses with their rising debt payments, then it's basically political suicide. Which leads me to their second choice. Now the second choice is to turn on that money printer like we've been seeing them do and just hand out stimulus checks to everybody that needs it. Now sure, in the short term, people are going to be happy, businesses are going to survive, and maybe we can even battle that unemployment. But like I said, the government and the Federal Reserve cannot battle inflation and unemployment at the exact same time. So with interest rates rising to battle this upcoming inflation, that drives up the chances that the unemployment rate will go up as well. And because letting the markets tank and the economy tank and letting the natural market do its thing is basically political suicide, their only option would be to turn the money printer back on, increase the rate of inflation, and hand out more stimulus checks. Now obviously people getting help when they need it is a good thing, but the problem with that is inflation just goes right back up again, and then we get on the same cycle that we've been on for the past decades. What the government is doing right now is tacking on as much debt as they possibly can, knowing they have many, many years to pay it off, and between the US government and the Federal Reserve piggybacking debt off of each other, it's basically a never-ending cycle. But the bill always comes due, and they're banking that the future growth and the future generations of the US will be so successful that they'll be able to pay these debts back and come out from the debt slump that we're in. Unfortunately, history shows that that's never the case. You can only take from the future so much before there is not enough in the future to sustain your current growth. This would cause a total economic restructuring and the US would either restructure their debt or inflate it completely away, making the US dollar completely worthless and introducing a new form of banking or currency. Honestly, when we get to that level, it is so confusing and there's a million and one possibilities. That's not really the important part. The important part is knowing that we're entering a phase of stagflation and what you can do to benefit from it, protect you and your family from it, and how to come out ahead. Now, like I've been saying, stagflation is a combination of high inflation and low economic growth. So we don't want growth companies that are working off of future dollars. But also not every value company out there is going to be a good fit for you. In a stagflationary environment, you want companies that will pretty much always make money. Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola Company, just to name a few. These are companies that are going to sell their product and going to make a profit whether it is good times or bad times. Basically, in a stagflationary environment, you wanna look for companies that are selling things that everyone buys even when they're constricting on their. So if as a nation, we're experiencing a time of contraction, people aren't out there going to be buying new cars, but they are going to still paying for their utilities, their food, you name it. These are the things that you wanna invest in during stagflationary times, because even though it will be less growth than you're accustomed to, it'll still be positive growth in the long run. But the hardest part about being successful in stagflationary times is that you'll see good growth, but will it outpace the rate of inflation? That's a question that can only be answered by the companies you choose to invest in during these stagflation times. I hope you got value from this video. If you did, please remember to like and subscribe because it really helps this channel get out there and reach more people. I have a dedicated Facebook and Instagram account, so if you ever had a question, comment, or just wanted something addressed, that would be a perfect place to reach me because sometimes it gets a little confusing tagging everybody down in the comment feed. Either way though, the choice is yours, and I'll see you in the next episode.